0: Deal, but excited to learn. I love learning too. I love learning, and this has been a great time to learn with everyone being quarantined and locked down and crazy, weird pandemic. And even though there's a lot of panic and fear out there, I'm gonna maintain positivity. And uh, oh, you missed part one and two, but you're ready to jump in. Okay, cool. Well, I'm still gonna go over what one and two was, so that's good. And actually, let me come over here. And uh, I'll put the agenda. So there, everybody here who knows, from 6 to, I'll probably do 605-ish. We'll do welcome introductions. No, we'll go to 610 because there's some questions that I want to ask everybody, kind of what they've been up to from the Bay Area and have done a deal. Nice, looking at Wholesale in Texas. Cool, nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, you got y'all, when you come to Texas, it's called y'all. Y apostrophe A-L-L. And if you're going to be wholesaling in Texas, you're going to need to learn how to say y'all. And then you learn how to say all oh, y'all. So, anyway, I'm learning this. I'm new to Texas, too. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll do some, some questions. We'll see where everybody's from. Uh, no deal, but excited to learn. Miss Part 1 and 2 ready to jump in. As of Texas is in the house. Woo! Okay, this is getting exciting. This is getting exciting. I tried to uh, make my presentation even better than the previous two, which is going to be hard to beat. Um, maybe not. Anyways, I'll adapt. There you go. I like it. Uh, Forgive me if I take a drink every once in a while. I'm trying to stay hydrated. So, um, yeah, we'll do a recap of steps one through four. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about steps five and six, which is team building and lining up your financing. Very important stuff. Uh, And then I've got a bonus tonight, and then we're going to do Q&A. And just so you know, when we get to the Q&A part, we're going to, if you want to speak, you know, uh, we'll share the screen, and we will let you verbalize it right just talk instead of writing it in the chat box which is going to be cool so no deal yet okay well all right we've got some people with no deal so hopefully these 10 steps to getting started are going to help you to get your first deal uh so this is brought to you by real estate iq how many of you guys are already members raise your hand or put it in the chat box yes or no or why or n uh just so we get an idea uh there guarantee the guarantee and i myself find deals from real estate iq every month uh you will always find a deal with real estate iq they are number one in deal finding i know it to be true i find deals from real estate iq every month so We do have a couple members. We have a couple non-members. All the non's need to get on the bandwagon here. This is the best place to market to find off-market deals. I'll be sharing a little bit about Real Estate IQ tonight. So if you're wondering what it is, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll share a lot of information about it, okay? But what I really want to do is get to the meat and potatoes of what I'm going to be sharing. So I'm going to bust through this. Look, Real Estate IQ is a business team culture they have 80 plus employees i think they're closer to 100 now Uh, so this is a legitimate big time company here locally in texas and they've also expanded into i believe georgia and florida Uh, so in the atlanta market and i'm not sure which markets in florida but with plans to even expand further so guys they've got a team to help you with your needs Uh, and we're going to be giving you some free training later Uh, There's the UX design team, the front-end and back-end development, data aggregation. That's the most important thing. That's where you, they provide the list of motivated and distressed sellers, which again, I will talk about here in a minute. Uh, there's a technology operations team. Thank goodness, because if I tried to do this presentation myself, it would fail miserably. Uh, there's the marketing team. You guys hopefully have been getting emails or seeing the ads on Facebook. Customer service team, big shout out to the customer service team. And I'll share some stories about that later. Uh, and the sales and customer success team. Um, hopefully I'm a part of that and I can help with that if you ever need anything. So um here is the team the main players of the team guys this is only five of the 80 okay these are the two owners steve and juan carlos ceo and co-founder and the visionary and co-founder and i've become close with juan carlos and i would consider him a dear friend and he definitely is a visionary he's got big plans to do big things we're gonna expand this thing and and make it amazing so uh steve lane has 10 plus years of leadership management marketing experience he's a real estate investor uh jc juan carlos cruz is the serial entrepreneur with 20 years of experience he's a real estate investor becky is the director of education that's a good thing because she has 20 years of experience in education uh, she's a real estate investor joseph is the director of product development 10 years plus in technology he's a real estate investor and rodney the director of it 28 plus years of IT. guys this team is amazing this is amazing, an amazing and amazing thing here uh, at real estate iq okay so i wanted to share with you really quickly If you're a member of Real Estate IQ, and I'm going to escape this for a minute to show you a couple things here, they have this community where you can come in and kind of like Facebook, there's a feed of different people, um, there's different groups, there's different members, and you can come in here and chat and learn from other investors, okay? You can see I'm a member here, I'm online right now, Steve's Juan Carlos, a lot of different people here. That are the members. There's different groups, okay? And you know, this is my group here: real estate investing for beginners. Ten steps to get started series. And I put a couple posts in here. I said, "Who's excited for tonight's class?" The saga continues: real estate investing for beginners. What questions do you have so far? Right? And I wrote in there consistent lead flow. Who has that? Who has that question? How to how to find and generate leads? So, guys, come into this group. So, become part of the community. Join the group. Become a member. Um, and, um, it's, yeah, it's a really cool thing that real estate IQ has here. So make sure that you go and become part of the community. Okay. Hey, I'm going to bust through this guy. So tonight's sponsors, really quick. We do have people that help us. Um, this is COSA investments. This is a wholesale company in the Dallas Fort Worth area that help newer investors get started in wholesale. They primarily wholesale. They actually only wholesale and what they do and what they're willing to offer uh, is to add value to people that are getting started they want to help people learn while they earn in wholesaling so what they do is they provide uh people the the back end they provide people a huge buyers list if you have a deal and you need help moving that deal they're willing to allow you to use not only their buyers list but they'll help you run numbers they'll help you analyze the deals they'll help you through the whole process they have a team they have a transaction coordinator they have a marketing director they have a buyer's um buyer's coordinator, all these different uh, big back end. It's a team of, I think they've got 15 to 20 people uh, that specialize in each part of wholesaling. So if you're getting new, if you're new to wholesaling and you're interested, they have a learn and earn program. I'll talk about it more later, but they are one of our sponsors. So if you're interested in wholesaling, I saw somebody post something earlier that said they were, um, this might be something you're interested in, okay? And then obviously real estate IQ, number one in deal finding, grateful for them for the opportunity to be here, to share with you all tonight as well as uh, be a member of the team. It's been amazing. As soon as I moved to town, and I'll tell you a little bit about me, I joined because it's such a group, uh, an amazing group of people. So number one in deal final. Here we go. So your speaker for tonight, yours truly. So a little bit about me. I want to ask a lot about you, but I'll share quickly a little bit about me. I've been investing for 10 years, mostly wholesaling and fixing, and flipping. I've had a couple of rentals along the way. I got started like a lot of people. I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad wanted to be an investor. I was in real estate, but not as the investments. I worked with a property management company for about seven years. I started as the grunt man doing maintenance. Then I moved up into doing um, marketing and advertising. And then I moved up to kind of middle management and I did some project management and then I did customer relations. So I've done kind of uh, a lot of different things in the property management world, but then I wanted to be an investor. So I quit my job, cold turkey, uh, spun my wheels for quite some time, almost Became broke, but luckily, um, I had a good mentor who helped me, and I also had a coach, which I would highly suggest, but I've done thousands of wholesale transactions, thousands of wholesale transactions. I've worked for big um, companies that do anywhere from 20, 30, 40 deals a month, and done everything from transaction coordination, marketing, project management, um, analyzing deals, anything that's involved in the wholesaling process, I've done it all. Thousands of transactions I've been a part of, so I've seen a lot, if not everything, and then I've done about 100 flips or more, more than 100 flips myself. Um, I love flipping houses. My dad was a general contractor. I grew up in construction. Um, so I know a little bit about doing uh, project management. So if you need help about fixing flipping or wholesaling, let me know. Uh, I've had a couple rentals. I sold everything because I just moved to town. So I was up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I lived there for about 20 years. Grew up in L.A., California, but moved to Utah, then moved here. I moved here to help a, uh, a privately held hedge fund group uh, with their marketing and acquisitions. And it just didn't work out when I moved here. So I'm back to uh, doing some training. I've been a coach and a trainer. I have my own uh, real estate coaching program. I've been a motivational speaker. I wrote a book. And um, yeah, I've had a life coaching program. I've done a lot of things. But real estate's always been in the mix. I love real estate. It just kind of is second nature to me at this point um, after doing it for so long. I have a family, five kids. Yes, you see that, right? Five kids. Uh, Yeah, somebody the other day, (laughs) earlier today, was like, man, I saw you on Facebook and I didn't know you had five kids. I'm like, yes, I have five. How do they do that? He said, how do you do that? I said, man, there's good days and there's bad days. And I have a wonderful, they have a wonderful mother and I have a wonderful wife. So. She does everything. Some of my hobbies include, I've run marathons. Uh, I've done triathlons. Um, I've been I've been a skateboarder. I've been in bands. I played music. So I've done a lot of cool things. Those are some of my hobbies. I like jogging, uh, riding bikes, skateboarding, hanging with the family. Yeah, regular stuff. Just your average Joe. So here's my contact information. I like to just share that in case anybody wants to ask me anything. I am literally an open book. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything, but I love helping people. It's the truth. Anybody who knows me, who's friends on Facebook, you can send them a private message, and they'll give you a great testimony. I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I just really enjoy um, helping people. I learned that recently, and uh, so I just focus myself, focus everything I do on, on adding value to people and helping people. That's why I'm here, actually. I ain't getting paid to do this, so I just love doing it, guys. So, all right, enough about me. Tell me a little bit about you, where you're from. I know a lot of people told me where you're from, but I think we have more people in now that weren't in earlier when I was asking you where you're where you are from so put in the box if you haven't already where you're from um what are some good books you've read lately what are some good books you've read lately uh if you have a good book recommendation if you have a good podcast and what have you been doing while you've been locked inside your house yeah tell us what have you been doing put some comments in the chat box we'll have just a couple minutes here we time i'm six months okay i'm running late i gotta get past this uh but put that in there let's have a conversation good books good Podcast I've been listening to. Uh, I love the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I love the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Oklahoma, now Texas. Welcome. Four hour work week. Great book. Great book. Great book. Oh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Listen to his YouTube. He was interviewed on a podcast that I like and I was hooked. He's a great guy. Great, great shares, guys. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Tell me what you've been doing. Tell me what you've been doing. Uh, somebody in my um, Facebook friend said, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new job, a new skill, a side hustle started, or new knowledge of economics, business, or your trade, you didn't lack the time, because we have time. Hey, you're in a sense of okay? Um, you lacked discipline, and that's so true, guys. Working in homeschooling, yeah, I've been doing some homeschooling. Man, it's tough. Whoo, Bigger Pockets podcast, great. Bigger Podcast is a great website. So, let's get into it. Talking about real estate. Real estate is... Well, let me tell you a little bit before we get started. These are my keys to success, okay? And this is from my own experience, but you've got to know what your why is, okay? When your why is big enough, you will find your how, okay? So you've got to have a why. Tell me why you're getting started in real estate investing And, and type in the chat box if you're willing to share because I think a lot of times when we share our whys, it helps other people with their why's. But mine is to create money or income to create to, to allow me to be able to uh, do things, buy things, uh, experiences, go on vacations to create memories with my family so that I'll always have those, right? But you've got to be clear. You've got to have clarity on what you're doing because if you just get into real estate investing and try to do it all, you're not going to succeed. You've got to have clarity. Clarity is power. The more clear you are about exactly what it is you want, the more your brain knows how to get there, okay? So you've got to be clear and focus. Your life is controlled by what you focus on. And Tony Robbins said that. Who's a fan of Tony Robbins? Let me know. If you're clear on which strategy you want to do in real estate investing and you focus on it and work hard on it, you will have success. Now, what is your mindset, right? Mindset is huge. Create passive income. A lot of people that said they want to do that. Financial freedom. Become knowledgeable and able to pass the financial freedom skills to, to my daughter. Exactly. It's all about generational wealth, somebody else said. So you've got to have the right mindset. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. And Dr. Wayne Dyer said that. Um, Mindset is gonna be a huge factor. So first, you've gotta be clear on what you want. Second, you've gotta have the right mindset and belief. Uh, This is one of my all-time favorite quotes from Henry Ford. Um, He said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And that's so true. So you've gotta believe in yourself. Whatever you believe is gonna be true. Uh, And you've gotta have a positive attitude, positivity. What you focus on expands, so focus on being positive. Mm -hmm. Believe that you can get the outcome that you want with this real estate investing. Have a positive attitude. And having gratitude, this is a great saying from Oprah Winfrey that I wanted to share. She wrote, be thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never have enough, which is so true. Uh, So if you, to have the right mindset, these are the three things. Believe in yourself, have a positive attitude, and be grateful for all you have. Now lastly take action how are you going to take action i have a saying in my world and the people i teach and coach and share with it's called tma it means take massive action and i think tony robbins had a little thing about it he said the key to success is taking massive action consistently i can't remember what his is but if you fail forward meaning you you take action and you fail but you learn and then keep moving forward you learn you grow and action trumps knowledge all the time and you've got to take consistent action okay listen consistency is key think of the think about when you work out or go to the gym when you're working on your muscle if you just go to the gym once a week and do one exercise you probably won't see results but if you go to the gym every day five days a week over the months and years you will see a definite uh, change in your body right well it's the same thing with business it's the same thing with real estate investing Uh, so consistent consistency is is the key small daily improvements will give you staggering results and then persistence look Energy and persistence conquer all things. That's what Benjamin Franklin told us. He was an inventor and one of the founding fathers of America, this great country. Um, And then action. Look, the path to success is to take massive, determined action. That's what Tony Robbins said. So when you have consistent persistence and take action, you will have success. So in my opinion, the three keys to success before we get started and before we dive in, and I'm busting through those because I really want to get to the important stuff, is you got to be clear in what you want. You've got to have the right mindset and you've got to take action. I hope you guys agree with this. I hope you guys agree with this. I know from my own experience and the little success that I've had, that that is the key to success. So we're gonna do a recap of steps one through four. So these are the steps one through four, if you missed it. I saw a couple of people said they missed it. First, we talked about what is your financial stage, right? And and there was a couple different things in your financial stage. We talked about whether you were uh, in the survivor stage, the stability stage, saver, growth, or financial freedom. Okay, there was five stages. The survival stage was, look, if you're just getting by and you're barely surviving, and that's okay because everybody's been there at some point in their life. The next one is the stability stage where you've got enough income, you're stable, and you're able to start saving a little bit more. That's where you get to the next one, which is called the saver. You save a little bit of money, and you use that money that you're going to save to invest, which takes you to the next stage, which is the growth phase. When you have money set aside on the side, you can use that money to grow into more money to eventually give you financial freedom. And I believe Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad said that financial freedom or to get out of the rat race is what he called it, is when your um, investment income exceeds your monthly bills. That means you don't have to work anymore because your investments cover your bills, right? So that could be you get enough rental properties or the income that you create from flipping houses, from wholesaling exceeds the amount of bills that you want that you have so that's what we talked about when we talked about what your financial stage was um, but we also talked about what where are you at in your life right now like wh- what are your wants and your needs right and there's a difference between things that you want and things that you need look you have to take care of your needs first right so don't put the horse before the thing or there's some weird saying about that right but you got to understand what your needs are and take care of those first then create a list of you wants and start working on them right the same way that you're working on moving through your financial stages. What are your strengths and your weaknesses? We talked about that to help us identify what your strategy was going to be. What are your strengths and weaknesses? What do you like? What do you dislike? And and one of the most important questions I tell a lot of people that are new is, do you have more time right now or do you have more money? Because if you have a little bit of money, you can invest in marketing in generating leads and doing different things. Or if you don't have any money, but you have time, there's some different things you can do. So we talked about that and answering that question where, defining or identifying what your financial stage is was going to tell you and help you define and identify what your strategy is. Right. And we talked about how we're only talking about residential real estate investing. We're not talking about commercial. We're not talking about multi-units. We're not talking about storage units. We're talking about buying single family houses and doing either a couple different things. Number one is bird dogging. If you don't know what bird dogging means, it means you just go kind of find something that you think's a deal and you give it to somebody who might know how to do something with it. We talked about wholesaling. We talked about fix and flipping, and we talked about rental properties. So, what we talked about in step one was what is your financial stage? Answering that question helped us define which strategy was probably going to be the best for us. And what we also learned was that the key to both of those and to all of this, everything that we're going to be talking about in this whole series, is that we're looking for motivated and distressed sellers. Okay. And our objective really is to make money. And you guys, answered a lot of these questions why what your why was but really in real estate investing what we're doing is we're helping people we're problem solvers and we're adding value otherwise you, you only get paid equal to the amount of value that you bring to the table right so then we talked about choose your market now we talked about whether you're gonna invest in state or out of state what I thought was a good one you um, will have to go back and, and, and ask for that um i think these are all being recorded i hope so um but then we talked about what kind of house you're going to look at right was it going to be a rental or was it going to be a flip and there's different types of houses and different types of things right so we talked about what market when it says 2x the first one was like in-state or out state, out of state excuse me and the second was uh whether you're looking for a rental a flip or or what you're looking for because that's going to determine what you're marketing to or for terry m keeps raising his hand or she, her hand, put that, put it, if you've got a question, put it in the chat box and then we'll go ahead and I'll do my best to answer them as I go. Okay. And then choose your investment property criteria. So based on all, everything we've asked ourselves up here, we're going to determine what square footage of house, what location is that house going to be in? How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms is it going to have a pool or not? Is it going to be in good a uh, high-income area or low-income area. is going to be a median price, right? So there's a lot of different things. How much cash flow do we want? What price range are we buying in? What return on investment do we want? So if you can see here what we're doing is, and if you were with me for part one and part two, which was steps one through four, each, each step is building on itself and getting you to the next level. And you've got to start with these things because they're kind of the foundation of investing in real estate. And I don't think a lot of people, gurus and mentors and coaches talk about this stuff. They just go straight to, here's how you go find a deal, go do it. Well, you need to be in the right, you have to have a good, solid foundation. I think that's where the education comes in. And obviously everybody who's here tonight um, is doing that. So props to you for doing that, okay? So that's the quick, quick recap of steps one to four. And again, we did talk about the keys to success are that we're looking for motivation and distress. We're looking for motivated sellers or distressed properties. Now, we can have a conversation about this and I'll do that on a different day in a different uh, webinar or a different presentation, but there's a ton of different uh, things that make a motivated seller. And there's a lot of different things that we can look for as far as distressed properties. And I'm sure you could think of them uh, if you wanted to, right? And if you wanna spend a minute and type in the chat box, you know, what do you think a motivated seller is? Or, um, what does a distressed property look like? Okay. We won't spend too much time there, but these are key. And, and I, and I say this and, and I can't go into to enough. I can't go into detail about it now, but I talk to people all the time. They're like, well, I'm looking at this. Lead. I'm looking at this. Lead. I'm running numbers. And I'm like, well, that's great. But are they motivated? Cause if the seller's not motivated, like you're not going to be able to get a deal. And, and, and what we've talked about before uh, in the first series or, or series one was, you know, Real estate is where it's at, but you got to buy low and sell high. You have to buy it, right? It's all about you you get your deal when you buy it, right? Going through a divorce is one example, somebody says, right? A person who needs to sell now, right? Thank you for sharing that. Uh, So right now is a great time to be an investor. There's going to be a lot of opportunities. We're going to be able to add a lot of value to people. We're going to be able to to provide a lot of, um, solve a lot of problems here in the near future because of what's going on. A lot of people have lost their jobs, unfortunately. Um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people behind on their payments or going into foreclosure. There's, there's gonna be a lot of different things. Someone who's not paying their mortgage is another, yeah. So, and, and I'll do a whole different seminar where I talk about this, guys. So I can't go into that tonight. I'm trying to do the basics of this. So look, if I go back here, the keys to being a successful real estate investor, a property that is neglected, so thank you, uh, is motivation and distress. So motivated sellers and distressed properties Real Estate IQ, if you're a member of Real Estate IQ, you receive daily updates of lists of motivated and distressed sellers. So for me, as a professional real estate investor, when I moved to town and found out that they provide these things on a daily basis, I signed up like that. I signed up for a year in like a minute. When I found out who this was, I was like, what, this is too good to be true because there was nothing like that locally in my last morning. So I've loved being a part of this community. Number one in deal finding, guys, Real Estate IQ. And this is, these, are, these are just a few of the lists that you get on a daily basis. Pre-foreclosures, probates, evictions, divorces, liens, code violations. They're behind on taxes. Okay, Daily updates, guys. Uh, so if you were thinking about becoming a member, I think now you will. And I'll go into a little bit more about this later, guys. So thank you for all the comments. Keep them coming. If you have any questions, make sure to do it. Okay, let's get into this. Step Five and six. We're going to talk about team building and lining up financing. Very, very crucial and important steps to getting started in real estate investing. Okay. So we're going to be more than halfway through after tonight with the 10 steps. Uh, I'm super excited about this because this stuff's really important. I'm going to share a lot of personal uh, stories and experiences that will help hopefully relate to you guys as you're getting started and understanding what you need to do and things that I've been through. I hope you can learn from my mistakes, uh, but if not, that's okay too. So let's get in team building. Having a good team, the right team in place, is crucial, crucial to your success in real estate investing. And let me tell you why, because you cannot do it all yourself. And Ask me how I know because I've tried and, I, and I've seen other people try. And most of the, the successful real estate investors that I know that become into a big company or, or have success, they get help. The people that try to do everything themselves or that are perfectionists, you cannot grow. You, you stay at this, at, this, at this level because you've got to bust out of it and let somebody help and you, you're able to expand. Now you have to share the profits and you have to give people what they're worth, um, but you've got to have a team if you want to be successful. Even if you're doing things yourself, you can't run all the conferences yourself. You can't be the project manager yourself. You can't be the, the cook, server, and dishwasher, right? Like they, that same in the restaurant business. Well, in real estate business, you can't be the deal finder. You can't be the construction worker. You can't be the marketing person. You can't be the the, sell, the seller if you're a wholesaler. You, you, acquisitions just everything it's like ah you're spending 20 plates it's really hard so it's very crucial to have some key players in your team okay uh crucial very crucial I learned this from from the start and I'll share well let's see first of all make sure that your team is ethical okay the people that you find on your team and I'm going to share a list of the people that you want on your team they've got to be ethical you've got a lot of a lot of people are not honest. Um, unfortunately in real estate investing and anywhere in, in the world nowadays. Um, so, you know, whenever I find out anything about that stuff, I just I stay away from that. Have a good positive attitude. The people that you want to work with are going to want to have a good positive attitude. They've got to be trustworthy. They've got to be competent. They got to know what they're doing. If you're hiring a contractor who just started yesterday, you don't want that contractor. If you're hiring, you know, a subcontractor, who's laying tile and he's never done it, you don't want that person, they've gotta be competent. And they've gotta be aligned with your goals, right? They've gotta work on your team, it's your real estate business that you're creating, it's your goals that you're working towards, and remember what your why was. If that why is big enough and important enough, you're gonna find the how and you're gonna find the right people. I recommend using this as a great guideline. This It may sound like common sense, but trust me. And especially if you're trying to go for cheap, you might not always get these things, so. Hey, buddy, go away. My little boy's right there. He's got a little toy. Okay, let me go back and make sure. Okay, so first, before you start going out and finding these people, make sure they're these things, I promise you. You're going to want to do that. Okay, now... Before I tell you who they are, I want to show you where to find your team. Real Estate IQ, guys. Real Estate IQ has it. And let me just quickly escape here again and go back to the community. Look, guys, there's this marketplace and community here. The marketplace, vendors. I'll just go there real quick. If you need, and we'll talk about money tonight and lenders and different things, but vendors and all of these different things are here in the community. So look, there's a lot of different lenders here. If you're funding, if you're looking for education, Uh, If you want to learn about notes, okay, there's all these different types of vendors here. This is one wonderful place to find your needs as far as part of your team, okay? This is one place you can go to find a good one. Network with other investors. Guys, if you're part of the community, if you're in Facebook groups, ask other investors for referrals. That's where I found a lot of my um, team that I use nowadays is I say, well, who do you use for this? Who do you use for a title company, right? Or who do you use for a property manager? Or who's your best handyman contractor? Now, a lot of people don't want to share because they want to keep them to themselves. But again, if you've got to work with positive, abundant, you know, uh, forward-thinking people. You can't work with people that are going to do it. But look, mentors and coaches are going to help you find the right people for your team. If you go to seminars and ask people, this is all networking stuff, guys. It's all networking. People who have done what you want to do. That's one thing I wanted to talk about with mentors and coaches Find somebody to be your mentor who's doing what you want to do or has done what you want to do. Same with coaches. But go to the seminars. And I know we can't go out now, but I think they're going to be loosening up those guidelines, especially here in Texas. Uh, Facebook groups is a great place for vendors. Um, go to the RIA clubs. Go to masterminds. This is where you find everybody who's going to be on your team. Okay, so who here is who should be on your team. And I'm going to try to – got to get through this stuff. But these are the important key players that are going to be on your team. When I say team, you're not necessarily building a a business with employees and each one of these people are going to be your employee, but they're going to be on your team as in you're going to do work with them all the time. Title company or title agents is going to be the, the first thing you need to know. And I want to share this quick story. When I first got started in wholesaling, I spent four to five months. I can't remember exactly how long it was sending out direct mail, generating leads, finally got a deal on the contract. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know which contract to use. I didn't know how to do an assignment. I didn't know how to do anything, but I had been out there and networked and knew a good title company. And I just called this lady up. She's a dear friend of mine now. And I said, I got a deal. What do I do? (laughs) I seriously was so green and so naive that I didn't have any idea, but I took massive action and got a contract. And she walked me through the whole process. She said, okay, well, You've got to do this and you've got to go do that. So go do that. And I would go do that and come back. And then she taught me about different title policies and what's on the title. And you've got to get this and do that. And it was a really cool, fun experience. And that's where you learn. Once you start taking action and really doing this stuff is where you learn. Title company. You want someone that works with investors so they know that what you're doing. And if you think about steps one through four again, whatever your strategy is, whatever your criteria is, you know, whatever stage you're at is going to determine what type of um, title company you're working with? What if they've worked with investors who wholesale? If you're going to be a wholesaler, work with a title company that knows how to wholesale. Uh, real estate brokers and agents. Now, look, I joke a lot about real estate investors and brokers because, um, well, I'll just be nice and not say anything, but <clears throat> they can help you. They have referrals. Um, they can help you run comps, although with our real estate IQ, you don't need that. Um, but they have a good a good pulse on the market most of the time. If they're good, if they're good ones and doing it. Look, a lot of people that are real estate agents do one to two transactions a year. And everybody knows somebody who's a real estate agent, but not everybody's actively doing deals, buying and selling. Look, at a time like this right now, when we're going through a pandemic, I want to know, I want to talk to real estate agents and say, what are you seeing? How many listings do you have right now? Are they selling? Are you having to reduce prices? You know, are you getting, are you still like doing highest and best? Are you having any troubles with appraisals? right? They have their finger on the market. They know what's going on. So real estate brokers and agents, they're, they're in the same industry as investors. We're, doing, we're all doing real estate. So they're a great resource. You want to have a good handful of them. And look, I have a lot of those people on my um, team that they'll produce a deal one or two a year. And if you keep in contact with them, every, every once in a while, they're going to bring you a deal. So it's good to keep relationships. Again, we're in a relationship business. We solve problems. So property managers. Now, if you're going to be a a landlord, if you want to buy rental properties, you're going to want a property manager. Now look, your first rental property, you might be able to manage yourself. Have the the tenants fill out the application. Do the pre-qualifications yourself if you want. I would not recommend it uh, because there's a lot to know. Now you can educate yourself and learn all that stuff and probably do it yourself. I recommend getting a property manager because they do everything. They know how to screen tenants. They know the, the, the landlording laws. They know what the legislation is doing with the landlording laws. If they're changing, if they're, if they're you know, anything. Um, they, keep, they keep up on that stuff. They know what the rents are, the market rents are. Um, so having a good property manager, especially if you're going to be a landlord and your goal is to have passive income, and let's say you have a goal to buy 20 rental properties this year. You're going to want a good property manager. Now, yes, you have to pay them. They usually average anywhere from 8 to 12% of whatever the rents are. But it's so worth it. They take care of the leasing. They take care of the maintenance. They Now, you have to pay them to do that stuff. But, man, you know. So, attorneys. Attorneys not only help you with knowing what to do in certain situations, but they're also a great referral source. Um, you want to know people that work in probate. You want to know people that do foreclosures. You want to, you want to work with bankruptcy attorneys and you want to definitely be working with real estate, uh, that says real estate investing attorneys, but real estate attorneys or estate planners. Because people that are planning their estate have properties and they're going to plan how, what they're going to do with it when they sell it, right? Foreclosure attorneys are going to be great source of contact. If you can build a relationship with them, they can pass you leads. You can buy their properties. There's lots of things you can do here, guys. Probate attorneys. Probate is something that I've specialized in, um, in my time of investing. And, uh, we used to have, uh, an attorney that would give us, Hey, I got this one. They're going into probate. They just want to sell it real quick. So what can you offer them here? Let me get to the seller's name. Go talk to them. Great source of great source of, um, referrals. And they help keep you out of trouble. when it, one I did not put in here is an eviction attorney. Again, if you're going to be a landlord, we had a, an eviction attorney that we just used every time. It was pretty affordable and he was super knowledgeable. That's all he did was evictions. So he knew all the laws and, and what kind of notice you need to give them if you want to evict them. How long do they have to stay? You know What, what do you do when you evict them? Do you have to go to court? Do you not have to go to court? What's the procedure? You want to know these things. And again, they're also a source of leads. Okay. Okay. Um, So definitely you're going to want attorneys, CPAs, tax professionals. If you're going to be making money in real estate investing, and that's the goal, you're going to want to know how to save money, pay less taxes, or you're going to want to know how to depreciate your uh, rental properties. Uh, Depreciation is a strategy that you can um, write off on taxes up to a certain point. Um, You might want to know about that. You might want to uh, get somebody to do your taxes again, when I talked about building a team, you don't want to do everything. Do you want to be the CPA, the attorney, the property manager, the agent, and the title company? You can't do it all. You need these people on your team. Uh, definitely recommend getting somebody who knows real estate investing. Uh, you know, if you just need a bookkeeper, bookkeeping is bookkeeping in my, in my experience, but, in my opinion. Uh, but you definitely need to get a certified public accountant. And you want a tax professional. Uh, insurance agents, you definitely need insurance on those rental properties. If you're going to get a rental property, if you're going to fix and flip a property, there's a different type of insurance policy that you put on that house. It's called a vacant home policy because it's going to be vacant and it um, covers different things as uh, if you have a, a rental property, it covers completely different things. Uh, so you need to know that a lot of people don't even know these things. I remember when I first got started in real estate investing, I didn't know anything. I didn't know that title companies provided a, uh, what's called a title policy. That's a title insurance policy recommended or letting me know who the seller is, verify who they are. Do they really own the property? Yes, they do. Okay. I'm, this title company is going to ensure to me for a price that, that Mr. Seller can. And if anything comes back after they've cleared the title and checked it, I just point my finger back to them and say, well, you can share it. Cover that. Right. Same thing with um, flips. I've done a lot of flips. I've had people break into my flips cut open the drywall and steal the copper to sell for drug money or whatever they are doing. I called my insurance agent because I get a vacant home policy. First thing I do when I buy a house to flip is just get the utilities started and put them in your name and get your insurance policy going. Okay. You got to have the utilities and you've got to have insurance and I called up my guy when that happened on one of my homes. And I said, well, here's the damage. He says, how much is it? Because it may not be worth it to file. A, a suit. I'm like, Oh, that's a good point. You know? And it was only like a couple hundred bucks. And he's like, he suggested it probably wasn't worth it. Could I have got some money? Yeah, probably, but it wasn't worth it. Right. The damage was minimal. Now if somebody came in and burned your house down. Now you're talking, right. And things like that happen. I know an investor personally where one of the first flips he ever bought, like burned down and he had insurance on it. And it was a good thing he did. Cause he got something. I'm not saying he got what the house value was, but he got something. Um, so any questions about any of this, go ahead and put them in the, in the um, chat box because we could, we could be answering questions about this all day long. Let um, me go back. Contractors, handyman, subcontractors, you definitely need these things. If you're, even if you're a, a landlord, definitely if you're flipping houses, you're going to need all those things. You're going to need electricians, plumbers, roofers, window guys, door guys, flooring guys, right? Um, you need somebody who can paint. Do carpet. All these are different subcontractors, and then you need somebody to kind of manage the project, right? General contractors will usually do that. And handyman, just to go fix a little paint here, or, or there's a little nick on the wall over there, or just that little faucet needs to be replaced, right? So you definitely do that. And I'm going slow, so I'm going to keep going. Inspectors, you're going to want to inspect properties. if You're going to You're going to want to have a good inspector on your team because if you're flipping a house, you want to know. What are buyers going to find on their inspection, right? Appraisers. It's good to have appraisers on your team so you know what's going on in the appraisal world. There's been a lot of people talking lately that some appraisals, some homes aren't getting appraised for what they used to be. And that's a correction in the market where when the market keeps going up and up and up and up and up like it has been for the last more than 10 years, I think, almost 12 years since the last crash or correction. Um, you want to know, you want to, you want to know what's going on with that. Um, and lastly, but probably most importantly, and I debated on putting this first is mentors and coaches. And again, you want somebody to help you who's doing what you want to do or has done what you want to do, or let me rephrase it has been successful at doing what you want to do or is successful at doing what you want. And coaches guys, I think leveraging the experience and knowledge of others is a wonderful thing. Now, I know not everybody can afford coaching, uh, but there's a lot of affordable coaching programs out there, but, but there's also free stuff. You can watch YouTube all day long. You can come and chime into every one of these real estate IQ um, classes. I mean, there's a class every day on real estate IQ. So, okay, again, let me go back. What I wanted to say on these things is there's a lot of people here. But where to find them and getting referrals is probably one of the most important things. Ask other investors who they use, ask people for referrals. Okay. Definitely need all those people on your team. How much should you pay for a mentor coaching? That's a great, I don't know how to answer that question. That's a great uh, question. I think mentorship is free. Usually you've got to give something in return for somebody who, to want to mentor you. Um, coaching programs vary from men. You can spend a thousand bucks to you can spend 10,000. I spent $10,000 10 years ago on my first coaching program. I think it was worth every penny to me um, because I got my first two deals. I followed the instructions. They laid out the plan and and I got it done. So basically coaching is like the fast track to getting results, but it costs money. Okay, let's move on to financing. And somebody here earlier said they were a hard money lender. So I hope I get this all right. Uh, There's so many different ways. And one thing I wanted to say is if you get a deal, you can find the funding but it's gotta be a deal, okay? There's so many different ways to get funding for real estate. I'm gonna go over a few, I'm gonna try to give as much information about each one, but which one of these you're gonna use is all based on your market and your strategy. Steps one through four, again. Again, we're building these blocks. First, check your credit. Do you have good credit or bad credit? If you have good credit, there's a lot of options out there for you. If you don't have as good of credit, that's okay, you can build your credit up, but if you have good credit, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, okay, now let's go into the institutional lenders. This is probably what most people are familiar about. These are your FHA loans, your conventional loans, your VA loans. They all have different requirements. VA, V uh, excuse me. FHA, I think the requirements is like three to five percent down, or sometimes it's zero to zero to five percent down, depending on your credit score and your qualifications. Right? How much money do you make? What are your expenses? Different things like that. Uh, conventional, I think, usually requires a little bit more down, but they give you a better rate or it's a better, it's a better term um, or better rates or better overall. It just depends, right? And everybody's in a different situation. So one of these might be better for one person and different for another. Uh, but these are just all the different options. Uh, conventional, though, I think they usually want 5 to 10% down if you're doing residential. If you're doing commercial, like a duplex, triplex, fourplex, you usually put in 10 to 20% down. Uh, VA loans, I want to know quickly, if you're a veteran of any sort or have served in the military, these are amazing loans because you get 0% down. And usually the interest rate is a point or more lower than these other institutional lenders. So if you're a veteran or have served in the military, you're set. Now, there's still requirements as far as your income and different things like that. I am not a mortgage expert. I'm not a lending expert. I'm giving you a little bit of information about each one of these to help you choose which one of these. Again, all based on what you want to do is going to be best for you. So those are those ones. Now, look, you have to qualify. You have to show income for these institutional lenders, where a lot of real estate investors don't want to show income because they're trying not to pay taxes if they're self-employed. But there's a catch-22 because then you can't use those loans. You can't leverage these people to give you whatever they're willing to give you because you're not showing income. So think about that. Hard money. Okay, hard money is kind of it's – like, it's like they're like a bank, but they charge points and percentage. And the percentage is usually double, if not more, than what these FHA conventionals and VAs are wanting to do. But what they'll do is they'll lend on the asset, not necessarily the person. So the institutional lenders – the FHAs, conventionals, VAs, they're lending on you. What's your credit score? What's, what's your uh, h- payment history? What is your um, loan to value? What is your income? What are your expenses? Where hard money. They look at the asset. So if you have a deal and you're paying 50 grand for and the house is worth 100, they're going to look at that and be like, well, that's a deal. I'll, I'll give you 90% of the, the money. Or I'll give you 100% of the money. Or I'll give you, you know, give me five grand and I'll cover everything else. So there's a lot of different hard money lenders. And again, if you go to the community, you'll find a ton of those on our uh, Real Estate IQ community page. Uh, and they'll usually charge points. A point is 1% of the purchase price. So if you're paying 100 grand, 1% is a 1000 bucks. And a lot of people usually are charging two points and 12%. So you might say, wow, that's 12%. Well, yeah, but they're giving you the money. And if you just build that money into your, uh, as an expense on your deal, it it makes sense. I use hard money all the time. So private money is kind of like hard money, but it's a little bit better. Private money is like, hey, my Uncle Joe over here, he's got 100 grand. I'm going to hit him up and be like, hey, Uncle Joe, here's the deal, man. How much are you making in the bank? 2%, 1%? Tell you what, I'll give you 8%. If you lend it to me and I'll give it back to you in six months, what do you say? So private is like people, you know, a a lot of times it's friends, family that just have some money and they're willing to invest. And usually it's a little bit better terms than hard money, but it's similar. I enjoy using private money over hard money all day long, because here's what happens, guys. When you're in this business for a while, your private money lenders will give you 100% of the purchase price, sometimes 100% of the repairs, and they're not even asking for payments, monthly payments. They just say, give it to me when you sell it so that's how I have mine structured now listen I've been doing it for 10 years it took a long time for me to build those relationships and get those terms but when I flip the house I get 100% purchase price I get 100% repairs um, and I don't have to pay them back until I sell the property so when I sell it and I get paid on the bottom line of the settlement statement it says hard money person or private money person you're getting this and then I get my money so uh, that's that's a quick description of private money. Now, seller financing or subject to is great. Seller financing is where the seller owns it. And they'll just let you make payments to them. And you can arrange whatever you want as far as the terms, the interest rate, the length, um, the the monthly payment. You can do whatever you want. You can get super creative. If if somebody owns a house, they can create their own note. And that's where a lot of people want to learn about notes and doing different things like that. So seller financing is a great way. Subject two is where you actually take over somebody's existing loan listen, you need to know the rules and laws about this because there is a lot of different things. There's what's called the due on sale clause that you need to be made aware of. Almost all conventional or institutional lenders have this, whether they actually do make the note due or not is another story. And I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But a lot of investors like using subject to because they can't get any more of these institutional loans because they've maxed out on those. So they're like, well, hey, listen, Mr. Seller, If you're motivated, let me just start making the payments on your loan. And what happens is, if the payments are five hundred, but you can rent that thing for a thousand, you're making a spread of five hundred bucks. You're just on the hook for that loan, right? And again, you can you can structure it however you want. You can say, Mister Seller, I'll even give you twenty thousand bucks on top of that. Let me take over your loan, right? If they're motivated and need twenty grand, they might do it. Guys, these are quick broad overviews of the different types of financing that I want you to be aware of, number one, and two, educate yourself on based on steps one through four, okay? Um, and then equity partners. I've done this a lot, guys, where um, let's say you don't have um, the money, but you know somebody who does, and you say, hey, come in on the deal with y'all, split it 50-50. I can find the deal. I know how to manage it. I know how to do the rehab. I know how to do all this stuff. Let's, let's partner up on this. I've done that lots of times, guys, and when you're getting started and you're finding deals but just don't have the money that's a great way to do it and where you meet these equity partners i literally was sitting down in a real estate investment club once and the guy next to me just says ah you believe this junk i'm like yeah man i've been doing it for like a year or two this was a long time ago he says "Ah, i don't know man and i we just we just started talking and i went we went to lunch and i realized he had money and i didn't but i had deals we we Joined a uh, partnership for we were partners for a couple of years and we flipped probably 20 houses in those two years um, and made good money. He had some money, not all of it, but I said, "Man, let me take your money and you take my experience and knowledge and let's put this together and make some make some money." Uh, you can also do um, you can also do rental properties that way, where uh, let's say you offer to be the manager, the pro- the property manager, and you find the deal, but just need somebody to give you the money. You know, there's people willing to do that. And guys, unless you ask somebody, you'll never know. And that's where the networking comes in. Networking huge these days. And a HELOC at the very bottom is a home equity line of credit. The reason a lot of people use this for real estate investing is because the percentage rates are really low, lower. Um, it's usually between like a three and five, I think is where they've been historically, which is um, usually, it's usually less than getting a loan and it's way less than hard money, uh, usually even less than private money, uh, but you've got to have equity in your house, right? So, if you own a house free and clear, you can go to the bank and say, hey, I own my house. How much will you give me? Usually, they'll give you 90% of what they value it at, and it's a low payment um, interest. There's all different types of structures. I had one on my last house. It was interest only, um, and you can use that for investments. They don't care what you use the money for. When you go get a home, equity like, the way I did it, it was through a credit union. They just gave me 75 grand and it was just in my account the day it got approved and I could use that money for whatever as long as I made the payments so I could lend that money out at 10% and make the payments at five and I'm making a spread of five five percent right so these are all the different ways I hope that you guys are thinking that your brains are moving I hope I'm not getting too complicated I'm not that smart guys I'm just giving you some ideas here I'm going to move on because it's 657 so again where to find these guys Network, go to Real Estate IQ, look at the vendor page, go to the community page, ask people what, who they're using, who do you use for hard money, where, do you, where are you getting funding from your deals, who do you use for your contractors, right? This is where I found most all of my, all of my power team, and my financing. I met my first private money lender from calling on a band sign. You know those signs on the side of the road that say, we buy houses? I would call all those up, and one guy, we talked for an hour, and he's like, yeah, I got money, I got a little bit of money, what, what are you looking at? and I sent him over my deal and he lent me the money. I had to, I had to give him, I can't even remember, like 10 to 15 grand down and he gave him the rest. And there you go, off and running. So quick review here, again, steps one and two were know what your financial stage is, choose your strategy. Based off of these things, it determines what your market is, in-state or out-of-state, um, and whether you're gonna be marketing for wholesale deals or you're gonna be marketing for rental properties. And choose your investment property criteria, again, based on one through three, Um, what size of house, what's the square footage, what price range, how many bedrooms and baths. That's a big thing if you're doing rentals. It's also a big thing for flips. And then today we talked about and covered, whew, I feel like I'm long-winded here, Uh, team building and lining up financing. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope so much that I provided value. I hope that um, you guys were able to learn a lot um, and know that the importance and that this is really building the foundation, guys. You've got to know where you're at. You've got to get clear on your financial stage so you know what your next step is. You've got to determine what strategy is. And if you remember from the beginning, my three keys to success is clarity and then focus, right? And this is helping you get clear and focus. Choose your market. Are you going to be marketing for wholesale deals? Then you're marketing into a seller. If you're marketing for... Flip, you can market to wholesalers. If you're marketing for rentals, you can find them on the MLS. You can find a lot of deals on the MLS. Uh, Choose your investment property criteria based on all those steps. And then we talked about the key players on your team, title companies, real estate agents, appraisers, insurance agents, contractors, handymans, most importantly, mentors, coaches. You can find all of this stuff on Real Estate IQ. And then we talked about lining up your financing. How, who, what different types of financing are out there for investors? What, you know, depending on what you're looking at, depending on your, where you're at in your financial stage, um, will depend on which one's probably going to work for you. And I think the best way to find it is to ask for people, ask people for referrals. So there is steps one through six. Again, now what? Guys, keep educating yourself. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're not ready to take action, although you need to take action on something, at least take action on continuing your education. Continue to network. Go to these events. We're going to network here in a minute. Um, Sign up for Real Estate IQ. It's the most affordable thing, and I'm going to go into it here. I'm running so late. Leverage the experience of others, guys. People that have done what you want to do, they've been there, done that, ask them. We talked about the Learn and Earn program from COSA. Real Estate IQ, the BDT, is gonna be, they're gonna put on a bird dog training where it's teaching you how to go find deals. And I have a coaching training program that I'm not even gonna talk about, but if it's something you're interested in, let me know. Again, COSA Investments does the Learn and Earn. They specialize in wholesaling. If you're interested in that, let me know. I'll give you my contact information again and I'll put you in touch with somebody from there. Uh, That's where they teach you how to wholesale. And they they let you leverage their whole buyers list, their whole team, and they teach you along the way. Uh, And of course, real estate IQ, guys, number one in deal finding. Uh, And let me go over a little bit. Now, listen, I want you to make some goals. And we're going to go into goal setting in, uh, I think, either next week or the week after, which is the key to everything that holds yourself accountable. that helps you work towards your why. But a smart goal is... S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic with a timetable. Go through and create two different goals in each one of these categories right now. So take some time. Hopefully, you've been taking notes. If you're still taking notes, write down two goals that you're going to do for education. I'm going to watch one webinar on real estate investing per week every, every week this month. That's one. Get two. Networking. What different events are you are going to go to? There's a lot of live Zooms, guys. This is one of them. Um, do some networking since we can't go out and meet people in person these days, go to as many Zooms as you can sign up for our real estate IQ, leverage the experience of others, sign up for the learner and learn If you're interested. interested in wholesaling, um, if you're interested in learning about bird dog training or my coaching, let me know. So there's my contact information again. Um, hopefully somebody will put that in the chat box and I want to share what real estate IQ is. Okay. And then we're going to do, um, Question and answer. And if you have questions, um, oh gosh, I feel like there's a lot of questions because nobody has said a lot of things yet. <laughs> um, we're gonna let you raise your hand and go ahead and speak. Okay, so let me bust through teaching you a little bit about real estate, like because it's an amazing product that I am uh, a firm believer in. They find forty-five thousand leads every month. Okay, forty-five thousand leads every month. Uh, They allow you to be a part of the community, whatever um, metro you're in, especially in Texas, whether it's San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas, they have events. Get involved. Become friends with the people. I've met so many people from going to the uh, events, and you get advice from experts, guys. All those people that i talked about on the power team, those are the experts. They are the vendors at the events. They're in the vendors list on the community. Get involved. Become part of the community. Here's a couple of the different things that you can have. The deal analysis suite is kind of the, the entry level product that they have. They get, you can do CMAs, which means comparative market analysis. You can estimate repairs, and you can do deal analyzer that you can learn how to analyze deals. You get unlimited CMAs, deal of the day, online classes, all that stuff. Okay, that's one. Here's, here's a testimonial, guys. Watch the, this is about real estate IQ. This is a great testimonial. I'm going to mute myself for a second. Guys, we're here at the Quest Trillion Dollar Mixer right here. And- and I'm talking to Omero Corona. He's just made more than $100,000 with Real Estate IQ. Could you tell us about your story? Yeah, how's everybody doing? Omero Corona here at the uh, Quest Trust uh, Trillion Dollar Mixer. Really excited to share uh, my testimony and my story with uh, Real Estate IQ. So over the last, uh, you know, about six, seven months, I've been using uh, their platform and getting some of their uh, lists. And I was able to uh, finish my first flip recently where I was able to net about 85,000. And in total, I think I've uh, been able to make about $100,000 worth of real estate IQ and their tools. So really excited to share this uh, great um, company with you guys and definitely. uh Sorry, I cut that off short, guys. I was able to meet Omero and he told me the story about that testimonial. And yeah, he got two deals and made over $100,000 from using the real estate um, IQ. So this is the next product from real estate IQ. It's off-market leads, county data finder, and the MLS deal finder. So basically, they provide you daily updates of off-market leads. You can go in and search for your own leads through the County Data Finder, and you can find deals on the MLS. 45,000 plus new leads every month. These are the off-market leads if you're part of the, what was it? If you do the deal finding suite, this is what you get every day. And I'll show you what it looks like here. These are all the different motivated sellers and distressed sellers that you get. And this is what it looks like in your email. Every day in your email, you just get an email that looks like this, you've got... The probates, the pre-foreclosures, the divorces, so every day. These are actually court-recorded documents, and if you had to pay for this separately, if you go to a different list company, it's $2,000 or more every month for the amount that they give you, $45,000 plus every month. Um, And this is the county data finder where you can create your own list. If you're marketing, if you're going to do wholesaling or bird-dogging and you're going to market to find deals off-market, you're gonna to wanna to be able to use this list. I go in and find different lists. I use the absentee owner. I like the out-of-state absentee owner. And I put in high equity with, I use 10 years plus with 40% or more high equity and it creates a list and spits that out. Only if you're a member. So you can have access over to 15 million plus properties in Texas. Um, they also have on-demand and real-time training, guys. This is one of the trainings where we talked about all the different things, support team, Two-hour response. Again, when I started this, I gave a, a huge shout-out to the customer service because when I got started, I had a couple questions just how to navigate, and they called me back within two hours. Uh, great customer service. Uh, but you've got the resources. They're all there online. Customer service, again, guys, shout-out to the customer service. I love customer service. The webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.